This week on Movie Time Machine, a skilled London police officer, after irritating superiors with his embarrassing effectiveness, is transferred to a village where the easygoing officers object to his fervor for regulations. This is Hot Fuzz. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and we live them in the present. This week's movie is Hot Fuzz, directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Released on April 27th, 2007. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and I want to introduce you to my co-host joining me today. First, he's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector, it's James. That was jolly good, Jamie. And he's our tech guru. And YouTube channel surfer, it's Casey. Jamie, you're going to get in the top eight on my MySpace. <laughs> and he's our sports reporter, Mr. Fish Rap Factory himself, host of the Midwest Mountain Sports Report podcast, it's Jamie. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl, eh? That's from the movie. Love it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wait, what? All right, before we get into our topic of the week, Let's have some casual conversation. Um, let's just go around the table, virtual table, and uh, what's new? Don't necessarily... Actually, I'll cut this out, but I thought instead of us going around what we've been watching, you could just make this like casual topics, anything like around like movies, pop culture, et cetera. So. All right, what's well, everyone up to since uh, our last pod? Has anybody gotten into Squid Game yet? Yeah, you know, I tried watching it and I was like, mm. there's just stuff with the audio. I was like, maybe I just need to come back to this later. But I've been hearing lots yeah. of good things about it. I was going to give that a whirl soon. I haven't tried anything. I just heard decent things about it. So I want to check it out myself as well. I just was curious if anybody devoured it like it seems like the world has. I haven't, but everyone that I've heard that has just thinks it's amazing. So am I the only I'm the only one out of the loop here, right? What is Squid Game? No, I'm barely it's in like the loop. A, I know that it's a thing. That's all I know of. Because what is it like Japanese or Korean or something like that? It's I believe it's Korean. Korean. It's like a Korean Hunger Games. Yeah, but like something weirder. like if you're if you can't repay your debts, you get sent to like some kind of like like tournament right. where you have to like murder each the other weird game show hey, yeah jamie i got game show imdb plot here so hundreds of cash strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games inside a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes a survival game that has a whopping 45.6 billion one prize at stake interesting is it a series or a movie uh, it's it's a, my understanding it's a series. It's like it's a series, like and it's so popular that the I think it's South Korea they're suing Netflix because of how much bandwidth is being used in their country, and they have like agreements with other. I guess like technically speaking, they have agreements with other like companies that use a lot of data that they pay the government or whatever to use all that excess data. It's like millions of dollars it's costing their country because of how popular it is. It's crazy. Whoa. So, yeah, they're if, suing Netflix for that extra amount of money. Imagine if Battle Royale sued them and then the Hunger Games just for. <laughs> and then we'd have a Hunger Games of all the Hunger Games, like who watches the Watchmen. That could be like a, a corporate Battle Royale where all Love these it. corporate entities have to battle 
<laughs> and then <laughs> the the proletariats get to watch all the corporate slugs battle Dude. battle life Speaking death. my language, bro. You had <laughs> me at <laughs> <in> proletariats. <laughs> Speaking of who who's watching the Watchmen, I did just finish the Watchmen series on HBO, the one that came out like a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, what'd you think? I loved it. I is there's no talk of them doing more with that or yeah, even its, it's own side one, thing like not even like done. I don't even need a continuation of the story. I just really appreciated um just the production on it and the music behind all of it. Um I don't know, I'm a big sucker for when they do uh covers of songs on things like that. Uh and I think The Watchmen was very good at placing music uh very appropriately. So I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was um I love it when you can do kind of like a when you could do a sequel to something where it's not like a it's not obvious that it's a direct continuation, you know, I like how it kind of slowly started pulling in, you know, things from the book, like that history, right. you know, but it wasn't like the main focus of the well, the story, essentially, but and I didn't do a deep dive into it yet. Um, I was intending on it. But so was this its own series it was it written to be a series and then they just uh, like you know loosely based on the book or was there another book about this do you know um no i think the series was just based as a as like a continuation of the book god it's so clever no i think they did a really good job with it i really liked it and it's so good too because it makes you rethink i I've, I've only i need to go back and finish it i've, I've only gone through like four episodes but it makes you rethink your favorite characters from like the comics and the film like i loved rorschach and in, in the new series just kind of where that plot line goes just the supporters of rorschach shall we say not good dudes no exactly <laughs> <laughs> definitely not and then um and oh and may i say like I was I know it's HBO, so we're going to get some TNA, but I the blue wang that was present during this uh, this show, I was very shocked they went all the way there and they did. They went full blue wang. Oh, it was a tribute to the movie. Oh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that was missing, I do wish that Billy Crudup reprised a little like half a second. I don't know where like why he was so busy, but you know, whatever. Doing the morning show. Probably. Oh, that's true. That is where Maybe. he is at right now. Yes. Case, what are you watching on YouTube? I, uh, unfortunately, work has gotten me strapped. I've been working uh, overtime lots of nights. So nothing cool that I've been doing. But my big update is, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen commercials for this stupid thing, but I got a crazy good deal from a uh, a person who works for a phone company or a phone carrier. Uh, I got me one of those foldable things. I got the Samsung Z Fold 3. So I've been goofing around with this stupid goofy super overpriced piece of technology that is everything that i've ever wanted but i would never normally spend the money on so so is my my understanding it's like basically if i take an average size of an iphone i could fold it in half and put it in my pocket like and that's the idea no no so imagine your iphone but skinnier so like awkwardly three quarters width of your iphone and okay. then now open that up and you've got two of them side by side as one un with no oh, gaps un- between it, one giant screen. So there's okay, I can I use it. the phone while it's folded. It's a, a thin one handed phone, which to get really nerdy, 
I think the iPhone 4, like the 4S and the 4, was the perfect size phone. It's the perfect one-handed phone. That square, boxy, perfect little piece of aluminum was the greatest size one-handed phone that ever existed. But I'm getting old. I got bad eyes. I like big phones. So like I started getting bigger phones. This thing has been beautiful because it's one-handed while closed is my dream tiny thin phone. Then I open that shit up when I want to play a game or watch a movie or, you know, browse tablet sized things. I've got this like iPad mini in my hand that I can just fold up and then put in my pocket. It's gaudy. It's goofy. It's not worth the price, but it's it's amazing. I love it. You just like were able to sell that item a lot better than any advertisement has done so far. (laughs) And I made fun of it at the same time. Yeah, I, it's amazing. I appreciate it. You it's made amazing. it. You I may actually it. made it seem cool because I was every it's time very I see cool, that stuff. But I was don't. Like, this looks it's eighteen hundred dollars. Do not spend that much money on it. That's the thing. It's not worth no. that much. I paid three hundred for it. I got really Casey. Good. I don't like things in my pockets. How is the feel of this in your pocket as far as thickness and size? Um, you know, do you rock a case on your phone? I do, and that's what makes it like too much. But then, I, well, I back pocket it, and I want to get away from that. I want to start front pocketing it. Do you prefer like a thick case or a slim case? Mine's a slim case. Okay. I mean, uh, I, quite I just literally, think... it's two phones stacked together. So just yeah, imagine oh, that. Yeah, it's that I, I get what you're saying there. It's kind of heavy. It's not that. Th- it doesn't bother me. It hasn't bothered me yet. I've only had it for a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks now. Um, it is heavier than a regular phone would be. You're, but uh, I have a you're... case on it too, so. Well, your description of it as far as it being the four, because I agree, like the four or I think my favorite size was like the five. Like I had a five C that I'm Mm -hmm, mad mm -hmm, that the battery mm -hmm. went so shoddy because I would have loved to just hold on to that until I've literally got a four in my hand right now. And it is about the same width as the fold that I'm using now folded in half. It's like the same. uh, It's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit smaller. Yeah, you know what? It's pretty darn close. It almost fits perfect. I like it. It's I like close. it. Jamie, what have you been up to? So I'm going to use my time here to kind of plug. Uh, so I don't know where else we would fit it in, but it is relevant. Have you guys ever seen the TV series called Spaced? No. no, no. Okay, here we go. So it's actually, I think it's one of the first projects that Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg worked on. So it's a British series. There's 14 episodes. I think it's split into two seasons, but Jessica Hines and Simon Pegg, they were the writers, and they're all directed by Edgar Wright. And the way it's described on IMDb, it's like Britain's, um, oh, how do they say it? It's like their version of Friends almost. So it's like um, Jessica Hines and Simon Pegg, they're roommates in this flat. But it's great. It's like you you see the, if you're a fan of Edgar Wright and like the Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, those movies, they're like laying the foundation for all of the comedy and like the themes and movies to come. Like there's an episode where Simon Pegg is like playing resident evil. I think it's like resident evil two. And they work in like a zombie thing into the episode. It's, it's really funny too. It's um, I think right now it's streaming on the Roku channel and Tubi. So yeah, I, I loved, I loved it. It's hilarious. And kind of one of those hidden gem shows. Adding to watch list now. Thank you. No problem. I mean, mad about you. I'm only on season five, so I got like three more seasons to go. But then spaced. I'm excited. It'll be waiting for you. Hey, Jamie, have you finished The Mandalorian yet? I have not, Chad. <laughs> no. 
How many? How many episodes? But space though, real good. Space, space real good. good. Space, real good. Space, super good. Yeah, love he's all like, twenty thousand <laughs> episodes of that that he's watched or whatever. <laughs> Man, talking. that was an amazing twenty hours. But uh, where the fuck was that with Mandalorian? <laughs> I think uh, two next um, next episode we record James. I want you to read the uh, plot for season two of the Mandalorian. Okay, I could do that. (laughs) Not (laughs) a problem. You guys guys are going to make real on one of these threats. So I I, yeah, I need to get going here. Um, Did you know Edgar Wright was a resistance trooper in The Last Jedi? I swear, like when it came to like uh, the new trilogy for Star Wars, uh, like Everybody and their friends were like, you know, any director or writer was, that was of note just had to make a comment like, hey, can I be a stormtrooper? Sure. Come on over. Like, yeah. Um, everybody could be a part of it. Simon Pegg was Ungar Plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. His voice. I had to look that up because I'm like, there's no way. But because it was too deep. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think he could do that. But then, you know, computers and stuff. Computer. Maybe he just did it. Um, but yeah, that was just a fun fact. Uh, yeah. Uh, so onto the host right on yeah onto this thing because i'm excited to talk about how i have not seen Shaun of the dead either <laughs> what i know so i may i may like this one a little bit more than Shaun of the dead but yeah let's get right into the movie discussion hot fuzz released uh was it march actually yeah march 4th i think i said earlier it was april but actually it was march 14 2007 at a budget of said 12 to 16 million so maybe off by 4 million there uh, based on the numbers I found on the wiki, uh, box office it made eighty point seven million. Ratings and reviews: IMDb has an average of seven point eight, Metacritic score of eighty one percent, Rotten Tomatoes as a critic of ninety one percent, and audience score of eighty nine percent. So reviewed quite well. Um, just kind of those are some pretty good numbers there. So, and this is movie number two in the Cornetto trilogy. So. James, since this was your first time, it seems like, um, tell me, what'd you think? Let's, let's start there. <laughs> Can I start with, I'm looking at on IMDb. Uh, it talks about, um, it's like parental guide. And so it's a sex and nudity mild. And so I clicked on to be like, what was mild <laughs> or what was in this? It was, uh, there was nudity. It's like Olivia Coleman's character makes a couple sexual jokes. A woman is seen wearing fake plastic breasts over her shirt. The camera does not focus on her. <laughs> yep, Dude, that's when you said that, that was the first thought I had. I was like, I remember those fake tits. <laughs> that was totally it. That's totally it. That's great. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I'd never seen this one, uh, this movie. And uh, I was thinking like right off the bat uh, how they crammed in like for the most part, most of the notable British actors in the first like couple scenes, like at the police station, like Bill Nye, uh, Martin Freeman, like uh, God, forget the one guy. Is like Coogan um, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I'm thinking of. I couldn't think of his name, but yeah, Coog. Oh, I can't think of his full name though. Yes. Um, and then uh, they get to that town and then it's like, I'm like, oh my God, James Bond's in there. And it was just kind of funny to me, like just all the characters where I'm like, uh, these are clearly repeat characters in most um, maybe other films that I've seen with these guys, which is only one other one now that I think about it, because I had seen um, The World's End in the theaters. Uh, so I think and I think every single one of these characters are in that movie. Um, but yeah, I really thought it was funny. And also even the direction 
felt very, very familiar. And um, after kind of like scrolling through and I was like, oh, this is like Edgar Wright. And I was like, what else did he do? I'm like, yep, this feels exactly like Scott Pilgrim as far as um, how the, the movie's edited and cut and all that. So, uh, but yeah, I just, I thought it was funny um, throughout the whole thing. Uh, I, I don't have a, I don't think I really have a bad thing to say about it. I just let you guys keep going and we'll uh, talk about some of her favorite moments, I guess. Yeah, Casey, is this a first time watch for you too as well? So this is like a first time half watch. I, I, I don't remember how or when or what the circumstances were in. Maybe it was just by myself, but I remember starting this movie and not really connecting and being a little bored and not paying attention and then not finishing it. And, and, it, and looking back, that's strange too, because I was a big fan of Shaun of the Dead. Um, and obviously I've since seen World's End and enjoyed it. But then going back and watching it, I, I was actually pretty remiss that I didn't give it more time back whenever I watched it. And I, I, just, I think I blame it on just, you know, youth and being a dummy and not really caring enough. But my goodness, this was amazing. It, this challenged um, whether or not I think it was better than Shaun of the Dead. And I love Shaun of the Dead. And honestly, I th- you know, spoilers, I think I like this a little bit more only because I'm not really a huge zombie movie fan as it is. And I think what I love about um, Edgar Wright movies is that he, it's like he has his own style, right? He has his own type of movie he's trying to make. And then he takes that and then wedges it into a different type of movie so like this is very much a buddy cop movie but then he wedges his own like uh uh you know there's always some sort of story about someone who has to like grow as a character and like evolve and so that's quite clearly um angel's character you know only cares about the job doesn't care about interpersonal relationships has to like figure that out um so there's always that element in every one of his movies. And, and obviously it's always, it's almost always Simon Pegg's character. Um, probably because he helps write these things uh, in the Cornetto trilogy. I think he was, he helped write them, I think. Um, so like, he's always that guy that always has to have that, that growing event. Um, but there's always like relationship building. There's always like friendship, you know, deepening or reconnecting um, in all of his movies. And he takes those themes and just shoves them into other genres and I think that's hilarious. And I think maybe the reason I like this more is because uh, I think, you know, I was a fan of, you know, Lethal Weapons and Bad Boys and things like that back in the day a lot more than I was of zombie films. So I think that might give it the edge. Um, but man, what a what a great what a great movie. I loved it from from the beginning to the end, like every couple of seconds, you're hit with either a line of dialogue that makes you smirk, uh, a cut of of action that makes you kind of that either entertains you or is unique or, or is also funny in its own right. Like there's physical comedy, there's uh, you know, comedy in, in the way that people are talking the dialogue, it's everything. Um, and, and one of the craziest parts you're hit with it right in the beginning is the opening montage scene where he's traveling from, you know, his original place in London out into that, into the sticks, just the way that, that Edgar Wright handles that montage and and i feel like i'm regurgitating because i think everyone who talks about this movie talks about that but i gotta talk about it it's just it's perfect because the it's not just your traditional flyover scenery and and, you know you know shots of a train moving but it's simon Pegg on the train holding his plant it's showing the the vodafone signal slowly fading away as he's getting further away it's showing the you know the despair in each of the further away towns at night that he's getting to and how small and and isolated they feel that alone just kind of sets you up for a lot of expectations of, of the ride you're in for. 
Um, so I think it's an amazing movie. Um, I think the like relationship development between um, uh, Simon Pegg and, and Nick Frost, Danny and Angel, I think that is, is like the way that their relationship develops in the movie is is so natural and like feels so right. Um, I remember the scene. Uh, shoot, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, they're just, the, you know, Simon Pegg, you know, Angel's talking a little bit personally about something that happened. And oh shoot, what was it? And then Nick Frost makes the joke like, "Oh, it's a shame," and you think that he's talking about the case that he was solving, um, but then he like cracks a joke and he actually gets Angel to laugh. And I think it's the first time in the movie that he laughs in any way, like he's not being serious. Um, so just watching that, and then towards the end, you know, you get to the scene where they're in the middle of a gunfight, and then Angel tells him about like a one-liner he made earlier. And and Danny's line is, what did he say? Like, you're off the fucking chain, mate. Like, it's just so perfect. Like, they're they're like best friends. And it's just that and it's unfair because um, Edgar Wright and Simon, or not Edgar Wright, sorry, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, like, obviously in all the movies they've made, they're just so perfect together. That chemistry between those two actors is like, it's it's unmatched, um, especially in, in comedy movies. Um, it's just so good. And so I, I'm going to stop rambling. Um, like, I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I love, you know, comedy movies. I love uh, action movies. I don't like things that are too deep and serious. And this doesn't get too deep and serious. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I do like things that are deep and serious. But, like, this doesn't make me feel bad at all. Like, I feel good even about the things. I don't know. You know it's just, it's an awesome movie. It makes you feel good from the beginning to the end. I chuckled. I laughed. It was fantastic. Five yeah, out of five. Yeah, it was... Uh... Wow, that was uh, well said, Casey. You kind of stated some of the same like feelings that I had going back and watching this movie. Um, Jamie, I know that you've said that you've seen this before. Um, also a fan of um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, what was it like going back and watching Hot Fuzz again this time? Yeah, so to set it up for a bit, I'd, I'd seen this. This came out, like I think, senior year of high school, junior or senior year. So this was one that... Um, my buddies and I, somebody had the DVD and, you know, we would throw it in like during our Friday night Halo land parties. Like, oh, you want to throw in Hot Fuzz? Sure. So, I, you know, I was very familiar with it, loved it. And then I hadn't seen it for a long time. And I always get a little nervous. Like, is this in that nostalgic space or is it really as good as I remember it? And I watched it again. And, you know, it's it's amazing. Like everything Casey said, I agree with 100 percent. It's it's funny. It in my mind, I do like it more than Shaun of the Dead. Um, I, I kind of always have, though. And just the way that Edgar Wright, he one of his great skills is to set up a joke and keep it as a running joke through the whole movie. Like with the swan, with when he gets the call from uh, Stephen Merchant, uh, Mr. Pistaker, and he's just describing it. What's it look like? Well, it's a swan. And then it just it shows up in the final scene and saves the day. It's it's so funny. I was like <laughs> legitimate, like belly laughs throughout the whole movie. I, I love this movie. Going back, watch this. I saw it in a theater when it came out. Then when it first came out on DVD, I picked it up. And I remember like going back to it and being because when I saw it in the theater, I remember like like the last half of the movie, I was just like laughing my ass off, like going into like the um, the grocery store. <laughs> like raid and everything towards the end and that the, everything going on there. I was just, I just remember it was so funny. And um, I remember getting the DVD and like watching it and I just couldn't get back into it. 
And I think that was really the last time I had seen it. So I was really excited to go back and actually sit down and watch this again. And um, I was just floored at how brilliant the writing is for this. Cause I even went back and just watched like the first, maybe like 10, 15 minutes a day, you know, just to kind of get some things fresh in my mind. And there's like so much like little bits of dialogue in there. It's so funny. I think that what probably makes this movie uh, rewatchable, just picking up some of those funny lines of dialogue and, I'm just blown away at the 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 cast, the amount of people that they've pulled into this film. Um, so, and I was just blown away to see, uh, you know, like the Hound, uh, Walter Frey, <laughs> and just like some of these characters now I've seen pop up now in movies that um, I'm going back and watching or watching for the first time. So especially the guy who plays uh, Walter Frey, um, I just... I've uh, been recently watching Harry Potter and I was like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> and now in Hot Fuzz, oh, it's that guy. And there was also a, uh, I guess maybe it's like a dark comedy um, that's been on Netflix that we watched uh, a few months back. And it's also like a British uh, produced show, but it has, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. He's the, he's the Michael Scott of the British office. Um What's that actor's name? David Gervais. Brent, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, yeah. Um, it's like he's on that show too with him. Um, I can't remember the name of that show too, but um, like where he lost his wife or whatever. It's kind of him trying to um, deal with that. But yeah, that no, was fun going back to this. And yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, dude, uh, the Danny's dad, the cop chief, was also in Harry Potter. Just throwing another there. Lots of Harry oh, Potter. yeah. He was Slughorn, right? Slughorn, baby. Yeah. Yep. Love that's what I thought you were talking about good. at first. Slughorn. Yeah, I had to look that up no, too. I didn't. Re- I name? forgot he was the cat guy, the like, the dude at Harry Potter with the cat. I don't remember his name in Harry. Oh Potter. yeah, yeah. That's the guy you're talking about, Walter Frey. He's just the, the caretaker. About. Yeah, yeah, the caretaker. That's the dude. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I never done this before, but I was clicking on the reviews, like, and I'm like, oh, like only one person gave it a one. Let me take a look and see what this is. Oh, never mind. I guess more people gave it a one, but I'm reading the first review of the one and it sounds like exactly like why we all love the movie, which so I think it's kind of funny because uh, it says first 121 minutes. Hot bus seems endless. Second, it plays like two separate movies. What? Somebody just said that. Um, and then the part that they didn't like, though there are moments of dark comedy within the story, the second part or the final hour is nothing more than cartoon like violence, <laughs> which becomes tedious and drags on. No, the cartoon like violence was the is like what makes the movie so darn funny. And uh, to me, it reminds me of watching like a way more violent live action Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, exactly. And that's yeah, like the best part is the end. The the gunfight is so good. Jamie called it out in the beginning. The the one liner when she's like, "Nothing like a little girl on girl." They immediately stop in the middle of a gunfight and everyone bursts out laughing. It's, it's the silliest thing. Like they're all shooting at each other. And then she makes this stupid one liner and everyone stops and laughs. It's, it's fantastic. Well, and it only works because she's had one liners the whole movie. It's the Edgar Wright thing. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> we, we know it's what she does. And kind of on that theme, there are these, these jokes that it, it rewards rewatches because this time I had the subtitles on. Cause I was, you know, I just with kids, sometimes you have to do it. And it's the part where, um, uh, Angel is explaining to Danny the the NWA and how they're actually this secret shadow organization, and he's explaining his dad. It's like 
Danny, your dad is judge, jury, and executioner. And Danny says, he is not judge, Judy, and executioner. Because his <laughs> accent is so thick. I didn't catch it's it. so good. I did not catch that. <laughs> I heard that. It was so good. No, I think that's that's true. And Chad said it too. This is a movie that it, it, it gets better the more you watch it because you're going to find more of those things. I found myself trying to take notes like of things that I thought were funny. And I was like seven bullets in, in the first 10 minutes. It's like, I can't do this. I'm not going to watch the movie. If I spend all the time talking about every single part of the movie, that's good. It's like, there's never a moment that you're bored. It's like nonstop rapid fire, either comedy or action or something like in your face. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. There's like a, a one liner too, where it's, um, God, what's like the, like the church festival. Uh, that's going on and we're like the the police force has to like participate in it or they're all showing up there i don't remember but uh there's another scene with olivia coleman there she's staying with two other people and there's like a pig <laughs> like a pig roast you know yeah, like, she's this. like oh, I've, yeah. I've caught myself in one of these positions before no something. she's like that's me after three drinks or oh, something oh, like that <laughs> or like when or they like, go looking to the, like me after three cocktails when they go to the uh accident scene too let's talk about like the car with its top off she makes yeah, it like too about the like, worst. <laughs> just we're like it really it it's almost like there's parts where it has like jokes that are like on dad joke level but just the context of how they're given in this film, it's just, it just makes it so stupid and funny. There's also a part two with, um, it's like the beginning where they introduce uh, the da- or the Andes. <laughs> he makes some quip too, like to his dad. He's like about like, he's like, oh, he's like, you thought you were talking about the mountains, didn't you? And, and, and Danny comes in and mentions something about like scaling a mountain or something. I don't know. Just, and again, then doesn't like a thing like a come flying ass. out of the room and hit him in the <laughs> yes. face too? That's yeah. the that gag where they just throw a filing cabinet. Like it's so goofy, and it happens like two or three times, and it, I find myself laughing every time. Father Christmas stabbing him in the hand. Uh, that was Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no was it really? That, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. Like I found that in my my YouTube viewing after the fact. Olivia Coleman. Like as I was watching this, I actually didn't really know her by name until watching hot fuzz this time. And I was like, she looks so familiar. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> um, flea bag, the queen, or was it the queen Queens, not Queens gamut, but the, the, the queen show, but the crown. Yes. The crown. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of like the absurd, like violence in it where they, <laughs> where it's the, the reporter, um, Tim messenger, <laughs> <laughs> it's like waiting for them yep. and he gets like the the church pillar or whatever like just like that is like the most absurd like violence in this movie where like it just smashes his head and like everyone runs over and the chief is like or the inspector is like uh oh no nothing to see here it's just been an an uh <laughs> a very bad accident or whatever um kind of playing into that whole crime scene thing but yeah i thought that was pretty funny one of my favorite bits, and it, it aligns with the, the reason that I loved the like character and relationship development between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's character is when, uh, when Simon Pegg got in that brawl with the Yarp dude and then ends up smashing his pot on him. Uh, when Danny runs in, he goes, oh, what happened to your peace, Lily? <laughs> like He doesn't say anything about the dude <laughs> on the crowd. He's like asking about the flower. It was just a subtle, silly little thing that I thought was great. 
Well, I like in the I think it was that same scene where uh, probably one of the scenes earlier, they just got done watching those action buddy cop movies. And so he's like, like, oh, did you say like, see you later? Or like, you know, he tried to make like an Arnold joke or something. God, I don't know what he was trying to. Uh, oh, is that shit just got real? Yeah, like, and he's like, did you say this? And he's like, no, I didn't, but I said uh, this earlier when I was distracting him with a monkey. <laughs> like, playtime's play time's over. Play time's play, over or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's just like these, yeah, I was like, it's like the one time when you hear, like, one of those, like, corny James Bond or Arnold Schwarzenegger type jokes where uh, it, like, plays well <laughs> in this movie. So, I don't know. I like that. Yeah, for quotes of, like, the, like, early in the film where he's like, what was it like being stabbed? He's like, it was the most painful <laughs> yeah. experience of my life. What was your second most painful experience? <laughs> and the way he asks it is like a, a, like a little child. Yeah. It's so like a child. funny. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Nick Frost plays this role so good. Yeah. It's great. And the where he asks them, the have you ever fired two guns whilst flying through the air? <laughs> no. Have you ever fi- fired one gun while flying one through gun. the air? Then later too, like when he's like, "Have you ever, have you ever fired a gun in the air?" Saying, "Ah, <laughs> no." And then I they do fired. that. That's yeah. the greatest part. Oh, I found it. It was yeah. Where's the trolley boy in the freezer? Did you say cool off? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, that's a shame. Well, but there was a bit that I missed when I distracted him with a cuddle monkey, and I said, "Playtime's over." And then I hit him in the head with a piece of lily. You're off the fucking chain. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. <laughs> Uh, I like it when uh, it's the final grocery shootout and Angel gets there and he's like, all right, what's the situation? Like two blokes and a fuckload of cutlery or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no something about, about like it the, it's something about the bolognese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right he thinks he that, gets think, shot yeah. and yeah. Then he's covered in <laughs> sauce. And that actually makes the girl on girl line even funnier because then oh. everyone's laughing and it looks like he's covered in blood and he's just <laughs> laughing at this stupid joke. So it, it's just so absurd. And no one talked about those guys yet, but the detectives I think are hilarious. The Andes. Uh, yeah. Well, they're just so yeah. angry the whole time. And the one, I don't remember they're at the bar or whatever. And, and one of them like says something mean and like takes a sip of his beer and he goes, you've got a mustache. Cause he had the like beer mustache. And he just goes, I know it's just so, <laughs> it's so brilliant. As I say, Chad, I think you said it earlier, but did you mention that how Danny said the power of gray skull? No, I missed this movie. Oh, I, dude, say, yeah, I, I've got that written down as something I thought. Oh, was I was going to say, Chad, I thought, I thought for sure that would have been the first thing you mentioned on about this thing. <laughs> oh, God, no. I it's when that. they see all the guns in that farmer's shed. They like do that oh, crazy yeah, cut, yeah, 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 yeah. an absurdly long <laughs> cut of all of the different shots <laughs> of all the guns. Walter Frey goes, shed. By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> it seems silly to me, but like, I do even catch like when I'm like, why is this movie called Hot Fuzz? And until one guy in the movie goes, Oh my God, here comes the fuzz. I'm like, oh, I forget how the fuzz is a, a like, uh, like the police are coming or the, it's just like a comment on government or whatnot. I don't know. So, but the movie title, I was really confused about the fuzz. pretty much the whole movie. Please referred to as the fuzz. Yeah. Well, and it's so clever cause it's not easy to do. But one thing I think that works really well in this favor is, um, none of the cops are lethal save for like the C mine at the end. Like they don't kill anybody, you know, they find a way to shoot the sign, which takes out the bad guys and, you know, they get the guy's head in a bear trap or whatever. <laughs> I, just like subtle, really, really smart thing that doesn't ruin the comedy tone. 
Yeah, there is uh, something I watched too where it was like the connections of like when uh, Simon Pegg's character like first meets like the townsfolk and like the lines that they say and like how it comes back in the end. So like the beginning comes in like she's like fascist and he's like, no fascist or like the whole crossword puzzle thing, you know? Yeah. When there was the hag and then like there's the shootout. She's like fascist. <laughs> then he's like hag and he shoots like the the um the potted plant for like down. So like Hag was like whatever, like 12 down or something like that. But maybe getting too deep. But I thought that was uh, quite entertaining. I don't think you were. They do this in Shaun of the Dead. No, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a scene where they explain the whole plot of the movie in Shaun of the Dead, where they like they lay out their plan for the day. And that's literally what happens throughout the movie. Like they go to the pub, meet their friends and it's on YouTube. I don't know. Casey, I'm sure you've seen this. Well, and that was the whole joke with the that one, the grocery store owner. He literally would, like, make jokes in plain sight about what was about to happen. Like, the, the way that they would build all of that was verbatim. I want to think, as, as a comedy film, I feel like this is, so like, 2007. We're getting into that era of, like, the, like the Apatow comedy, too. Like, the, like the two-hour-plus comedy film and i think sometimes for me personally like some of those films can kind of seem like can be long and are like are harder for me to rewatch. um even though like they're great movies and this movie is two hours just it's like what two, what two hours and one minute i think or something like that or close yeah it's like two yeah i think you're right yeah and does this feel like it's that long i feel like this movie went by pretty fast for me for like while yeah, watching no. it and there's not a lot of downtime like the i feel like the apatow like comedy where you kind of have like the fast start then you kind of have that lull kind of towards like the the middle to end of the film and then it kind of picks up again but i thought this was like for me i thought maybe the lull was like the almost like the movie watching scene (laughs) where he's like bad boys 2 or uh point break (laughs) he's like are you asking me which one you want me to or I haven't seen or want to watch. He's like, no, which one do you want to watch first? No, like, I'm with you on that, Chad, with the two hour mo- comedies, because yeah. I feel like 40 year old virgin feels like it's almost a three hour movie, even though it's got hilarious parts. But then I just looked it up. The movie is actually uh, 156 minutes. So shorter than this movie. And this movie did not feel like it was that long. Did you guys, did you guys uh, like realize like the, like, you know, like I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know Yarp. The trolley boy was Clegar. <laughs> or uh, the hound from um game of thrones i'm gonna tell you kind of threw me for a loop I've, I've never watched game of thrones i've never watched game of thrones oh i'm not the only one that what? feels rare are you guys wait jamie have you watched yeah, game of thrones oh yeah <laughs> so i'm sitting here Dang going it. like walder Frey, the hound yeah no idea <laughs> No, I, oh, yeah, wow. I was with you, Chad. Wow. I didn't. I thought for sure, James, you I think I knew Casey that you had not. But I thought, James, I thought you had. Uh, um, no, my mother is caught up in current, though. So if you guys want to chat with her, my father in law has watched it like 12 times through. It's the only he just he <laughs> continually watches it. It's his favorite thing. Especially I did see the first two seasons. <laughs> I did see there's a new yes, trailer for the new show coming out in 2022. Uh, yes. Like Dragons of Windsor or something. Oh, I did see um, Doctor Who was in it. Oh, what's oh, his name? Oh, that's right. Matt Smith. The newest one? Matt Smith, yeah. <gasps> House I of the Dragon. Matt hey, Smith. I was close. Yeah. Like, Doctor Who's in it? Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to have to work out? 
right? <laughs> well, then that's how they bring in like the dialects. And so then there's that whole thing. I've never so. seen Doctor Who, so I guess I have to be like, oh, um, not Charles. What else? What did Hootie did play in the crowd? Philip. You mean Philip. Daleks. Oh, nice. Not to, not to push well my glasses up at you. That was well K- done, hey, Casey. I haven't watched Doctor Who since like 1987, so I'm sorry, Casey. Really? Yeah. The new, the reboot was in like 2005. You're talking the old crap. I haven't watched the old crap. Yeah. I've only watched the new crap with Matt Smith. And yeah, I say so crap they, for all of it because it's, they all, pronounce it's a all dialect. McDonald's. They say dialects in the old ones? Yeah. Oh, well, shoot. I stand corrected that I apologize for being a pedant. No, I don't know. I, I'm just made that up. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> then I retract my apology. <laughs> but I, I'll give it back if you need it. Okay. <laughs> I'm a pushover. Did you guys know that So his next Edgar Wright's next movie is going to be a reboot of The Running Man? No way. Way. Wait, off, after off. last night in Soho? You know what my favorite part is? It's a, like, so the, the description of this is the futuristic United States of 2025 <laughs> when the world has become a dystopia. So like... Not far off. <laughs> it's going to come out three years before it's the future. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> but I'm excited James, about that. He has, yeah. one, he has one coming up. Is that on your uh, calendar? Uh, that uh, last night in Soho, yeah, uh, yes, because it does have our girl Anna Taylor Joy in it, as well as Matt Smith. Oh, two for two! Wow, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. full circle, like always. Well, and Anna Taylor Joy is also going to be in that um, Nosferatu remake that um, the witch guy is doing. Oh yeah, the witch isn't he an Edgar too? Wait, Eggers, Robert He's... Eggers. Oh, so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Close. We got the Andes and now we got the Edgars. <laughs> Those aren't any mountains I'm aware of, though. No. Um, and then also it looks like Baby uh, Baby Driver 2 is in the works, which I like Baby Driver. But didn't we say all we needed to say about Baby Driver? Um, I didn't watch it, so that's all I have to say about it. All right. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I would like to. Same. Oh, well, that's fun fact. But I think it's too too new for us to review. Yeah. <laughs> wow cool story Hansel. Cool story. way to go <laughs> i've never been to mount Vesuvius. where does this yeah, rank 20, then 20 i want to hear everyone's ranking of the cornetto trilogy i've only seen what okay so seen. what's all involved in the cornetto trilogy Shaun oh of the, so just in shot of the dead and, hot fuzz uh, and the, the world's end world's end yeah why is it called the cornetto trilogy because the ice cream so i read about oh. it in the first episode in the shawn of the dead they they referred what? to Cornettos by name in the movie. And like after the premiere, they got shipped a whole bunch of Cornettos. Like the brand saw it and was like, ha we loved it. Thanks. And sent him ice cream. And so as a gag, they made it a line in this one to try to get free ice cream. And then it just became a thing. And because these were like three movies that were thematically like a trilogy, because it was Edward Wright and Simon Pegg wrote them together. And they kind of, they had, I think they've even talked about how, and so I stole this from them, right? Um, about how it was the, the theme was kind of of like, you know, the protagonist having to grow and evolve a little bit. And the, the, the main premise of the movies were relationships over the actual like theme of the movie. So that it was kind of a trilogy to begin with. And then they try to get some free ice cream. 
Okay, hold on. So Cornetto's is a brand of ice cream? That's the ice, the little ice cream cone things that they eat. Uh, well, in a cop car. Nick Frosty oh, yeah. is one and gets a brain freeze. Those are called Cornettos. They're like, we have them here. I don't know if they're called tor- Cornettos here, but they're like the little things you get at a gas station in the little freezer. What a weird Schwans, thing to be. Like Schwann's or whatever. For the trilogy to be named after, but it's still kind of fun. Um, okay, well, I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. Uh, and it's. I think I only saw World's End in the theater, but I enjoyed it. So I'll just go Hot Fuzz, World's End, and then Shaun of the Dead is my third because I haven't seen it. Well, you, Jane, or not... What about you, James? Tell us again. Hey, Jamie, what's yours? It's ranking. <laughs> so I like no. <laughs> yeah. So actually, like James, I've I've yet to see World's End. So mine goes Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and then Spaced because I haven't seen World's End. Casey I'm gonna go. Or Chad. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End, and um, then Mandalorian. How dare you? Ditto minus the Mandalorian, <laughs> but no, I think that's spot on. I think World's End was was good. Um, it just didn't have the same just magic that Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz Hot Fuzz had. Too much CG. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was it, or maybe. Um, I think with Simon Pegg as like a non likable protagonist was harder to deal with, and I know you don't like him really right away in hot fuzz but you're kind of like given him as oh he's the guy you're following whereas in world's end he's kind of like the irredeemable one that still has to grow but you really don't like him at first hmm. that's otherwise i'm gonna throw scott pilgrim in the mix as i really love that movie that's I a good too. one james oscars this is the, well let, uh, no country you about- right Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, let me tell you about these Oscars. So Simon Pegg, finally enough, uh, was up for a wait for it. Where is it? I lost it. There we go. Alexander Corda Award for Best British Film. It was a nominee. It did not win. No, uh, this thing, it didn't have any Oscars. Um, it's funny. Like I was looking at some of these uh, some of the awards that they got. And one, God, how many award shows do we have? Too many. Days? Or, no kidding. And so I think we need everybody to gets that a trophy. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, everybody gets a participation trophy. What the hell? Uh, so, no, this wasn't this didn't win anything or wasn't up for anything as far as Oscars go. Um, in my opinion, though, like, I guess let me take a look at Shaun of the Dead. I'm just kind of curious for Edgar Wright as a director. Has he been up for anything like as far as a writer goes or anything? So hold on, I'm checking that out right now. That's the same year that Juno came out, too. And Knocked Up. Pregnancy comedies. Big year for them. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, like he hasn't been up for anything as far as writer, director, Edgar Wright or anything. Not yet. But yeah, nominees and all that. Edgar Wright uh, for Best Director. Yeah, but it's like an Empire Award, whatever that is. And same thing with Simon Pegg and Empire Award. They were both nominees. I feel like another movie we just recently watched had an Empire Award. Hmm. While watching this movie at the beginning, you know, he wins the uh, they say he won the Golden Baton Award. And as they were going through those awards, I wanted to research this, but I didn't. I was like, are these all real like awards or are they just like making them up and they somehow are like uh, like a uh, like a pair, not a parody, but. um, My thought is escaping me. it's not cynicism. 
but just like making fun of like police awards i guess what i'm trying to say um that's parody like, like a, a parody, parody of yeah. other yeah i was gonna awards. say i think you're you right on. yeah all right um i just googled golden baton award i did too i yeah. have something about like with orchestras right conductors yeah. <laughs> so like i'm like i don't think that's accurate but i i mean but i do know if, in kickball we do have the golden lunchbox that is a real thing okay. wait what's the golden lunchbox yeah for it's a kickball award if you win the national championships of kickball usually held in wisconsin somewhere i feel like of course between like a bar and uh, a f- cemetery <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> the golden lunchbox i was just seeing if there was gonna be a definition on google there isn't there's just a cute golden lunchbox with a cat pet face on it it's funny though because it could totally be like for those of us who live in the usa and don't even know any better that could absolutely be a real award for british police you know <laughs> like sure golden baton <laughs> yeah it's like they don't know how to name their things like cookies and biscuits and so <laughs> it's just we're uh my wife and uh, my son were watching the uh the British baking show before we started recording tonight. And uh, my son, was I missed asking, that. That's asking, I should have said that in my update. I'm watching that too. Sweet. He was, he was asking why they called them biscuits and not cookies. <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. And I demand someone from the UK answer that because they're cookies. Damn it. <laughs> then he, then he asked, what do they call biscuits? Do you, do you know James? <laughs> I don't know, like a buttermilk biscuit. I don't know that they have them. It'd be a roll, like a general. I think it would be a roll, and yeah, I don't have a good answer for you on the biscuits thing too, because that's always confused the hell out of me when I was a kid. Hmm. But you know, I did enjoy my biscuits with my tea. I bet you did. So straight up, uh, they call them scones. I just literally the third result when you Google what do they call buttermilk, it's like what do they call buttermilk buttermilk biscuits in England? They call them scones or scones mm-hmm. or whatever, however they're pronounced. Cool. Scones. Now you know. We've weird problem solved. I'm excited. I'm excited that you used your phone's translator and did American <laughs> English to British phone. English. <laughs> Bro, I'm in a command center. Buttermilk like biscuits. Five screens, hey guys, we know, did this uh, World Hunger's next, right? <laughs> All right. Um all right, real quick. So reviews. Everyone loves this film. Uh, this film is 14 years. Uh, it seems like this film has aged quite well, held up over time. What do you guys feel? Oh, for sure. Oh, I think it aged uh, very well. I was excited to watch it. Like it's been. Uh, I'm excited always to watch a comedy that I haven't seen. Uh, I feel like it's a rare thing. So I'm excited to throw Shaun of the Dead in here in uh, fairly soon, and uh, hopefully laugh my butt off there too. Sweet. Yeah. Does anyone do this? I have this strategy I have with certain comedies because I want to kind of forget some of the jokes. So I'll add like gaps in between when I watch them. Like I'll put it on the shelf or whatever for like three years or so. Does anyone else do this? (laughs) Nope. Just me. Okay. No, you're weird. You're weird. Super weird. Okay. I get what you're kind of saying, Jamie. Uh, I don't specifically do that, but there are movies that I try to let simmer for a while. Like I probably haven't watched wedding crashers in a long time. I haven't watched old school in a long time. Um, just movies that I think that got too much play when they came out. Um, so I'm excited to go back to those eventually. Um, so I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's a better way of saying what I was going to say. Cause I have my favorites too. Like I, I have dumb and dumber memorized and I'll still watch it over and over again and laugh just as hard, but there's some, yeah, that I like to kind of leave some space to forget some of the jokes and then it's funnier the next time right like 
with like I, I can't remember I went over to somebody's house and Tommy Boy was on and I sat down immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, I, like cause I hadn't seen it in a while. <laughs> hey James talking about like uh movies on a shelf when um Danny opens up his like DVD collection. My first oh, yes. my first thought was like, <laughs> oh, that's what it's like at James's house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Except for those motion oh, sensor lights, so it goes, ah! right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, does Jamie still have your copy of uh, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. And Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Casino. I've not forgotten. shit. I know. Pandemic and sucks. Then he, and, then he, and then he moved. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know exactly where they are, though, James, and they will come back to you, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> they will be mine oh yeah they will be mine. <laughs> they're in a storage pod in wisconsin uh, <laughs> that actually might be faster for me to receive <laughs> right by the kickball field <laughs> right yeah i know exactly where they are they're at uh ron's pawn shop in Faribault, minnesota <laughs> i would never <laughs> so if you want to go pick them up james okay <laughs> <laughs> Should we wrap her up? I hold on. I want to end with what I thought was a really good take from uh, like a YouTube review that I was watching that I thought was really good, but just the way that he phrased it, I thought was really good. But this movie and, and it's kind of the same of all three of the Cornetto trilogies. It's such a good combination of being not just a, a comedy movie, but it's a spoof of it's a spoof, a comedy. It's an homage and it's self-aware, like all at the same time. Like it's a spoof of buddy cop movies. It's, you know, straight up comedy because it's a unique Edgar Wright creation. It's an homage to these movies because not only do they show like the bad boys and, and, uh, uh, shoot, what's the Keanu movie? Point break. Um, Point break. They show the, like, they show the damn DVDs in the movie. Then he literally does the thing. Like he shoots in the air. They talk like it's a perfect homage to it. Um, and then all at the same time, they're like super self-aware of how, how much of, of that exists. Like it is a goofy parody tribute. Uh, it's just, uh, I think Edgar Wright does it really well. And I think um, together Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright have done to these movies a way better homage than anything like scary movie or not another teen movie or any of those parody type things could ever do to the genre that they were spoofing. I think this is a, a much better way to kind of hold those things up. And it's clear that, that Edgar Wright was a big fan of these types of movies. And this was kind of a, uh, a call to those things that he enjoys. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, um, if anyone wants to do a parody film, they should maybe imitate the style a little bit more. Yeah. Agreed. Um, my, cause a lot of those movies are pretty bad. Um, yeah. Agreed. I think, I mean, there's probably a way to make them entertaining and enjoyable. Like, Hot fuzz. This so. is it. I'm going to say Scary Movie and Scary Movie 2 were good. They were still originals in their own right. I'd say anything past that for parody movies, yes, I would agree with you 100%. But the way that I, these guys enjoyable. did it were very clever. Yeah. They were enjoyable. They were shallow, which is right, fine. Like, it's not that big of a knock, but this is just like a damn masterclass in how yeah, to do Yeah, 100%. That. Yeah, I'm it's not going to take it away from unfair to what compare them. Correct. But no, I giggle at the, at the first couple scary movies. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed those. All right, awesome. Before we go, I want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. Remember, new episodes drop on Fridays. Please send your questions, comments, and feedback to Pod at gmail.com. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.